one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Cole bennett Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescents, ours and theirs. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Cara. I'm really glad you're my friend. <laughs> That's how I'm starting this episode. <laughs> I was not, I was like mid sip of tea when you said that. I was not expecting that. Um, I thank know you. you. <laughs> this episode is about how many friends are enough. And I'm coming in hot this morning. <laughs> I'm like fully caffeinated and have 25 things on my plate. And you're one person who I can be very real with and I don't have to have my act together at all times before composing myself for a Zoom. And so I just want to start this episode about how many friends is enough by saying thank you for being my friend. You would be enough. Vanessa. Apparently I'm enough. You're enough. You feel me, <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> so good. Can we stop recording now? Is that the is that the gist of the episode? <laughs> thank you. It's great talking to you, Vanessa. This episode is a now what, insofar as we do get this question from parents often and from adults who are not parents, but who are just involved in the lives of their kids, including grandparents, actually, who are watching the social lives of their grandkids and quite confused. And so I think in service to this question, which comes in many shapes and forms, maybe the best way to go about it is to give the very brief answer first, and then let's go kind of rewind and unpack the brief answer. 
And you and I have the same brief answer because the data bears it out. And we know this from studies we've read. We know this from conversations we've had with really smart people who do this all day long, look at this data and write about it and connect with kids. We know this from Lisa Damore, a good friend of the podcast. You only need one. You only need one really good, close, genuine, honest connection with a person that's fun and fulfilling. And this is true for little kids and this is true for bigger kids. And frankly, it's true for adults too. If you have one profound connection versus none, the difference is uh, infinite. And if you have one versus many, less profound, less connected, less trusting friendships, those are still not as good as one close, trusted friendship. Except, Cara, there's a reason why we get this question all the time, which is that parents and kids worry if they don't have lots of friends. And the fact that there's such a disconnect between what the data tells us that kids emotionally need and what people feel and worry about is a really important thing to think about. It is particularly true coming out of COVID. We're seeing kids' social skills are a little bit delayed or their skills they just have not developed at all in terms of socializing, making plans, making connections in person with other kids. And then there's the just normal tween and teen friendship challenges, which are ongoing, complex, and like blink and you'll miss it kind of changes amongst kids' friendships. So I call it resorting. There are this, it's, it's resorting <laughs> and there are these classic times for resorting. So parents who have fourth and fifth graders who are feeling like their heads are spinning because suddenly the kids who they thought their kids were close with, like it's all changed. That's a resorting time, fourth and fifth grade. Again, there's a big resort that happens either in seventh or eighth grade. It kind of depends on the structure of the school system. So when does middle school start? Is it fifth grade? Is it sixth grade? When does high school start? Do, do you switch campuses? But fourth and fifth, seventh and eighth, and then end of ninth through 10th, another really big resorting. And then of course, Vanessa, we haven't even talked about the new metric, not new, new-ish metric for friends, which is friend count on social media. And that's really... I think profoundly impacted the way in which we as the adults watching assess how our kids are doing socially. It's really actually, it's really screwed us all up. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, so people who aren't on social media, there's different measurements, but essentially it's how many people you're either friends with or who follow you or who you follow or who in the case of Snapchat, who has access to your private stories or on Be Real. It's who you're quote unquote friends with. So there's different terminology. So on the negative side, there are hundreds, if not thousands of social connections for kids that are measurable, quantifiable by the numbers under their profile or under someone else's profile. So that's the negative side. On the positive side, I have seen kids develop 
lots of interesting, exciting friendships and relationships with kids they don't go to school with or they don't go to camp with or whatever, but it becomes this very interesting web of social connectivity where kids can get to other kids through social media and actually develop real friendships with them, either in person or, you know, online. For sure. But it's an, it's kind of a numbers game. I mean, first of all, the, yeah. the language is kind of crazy, right? Like, who are your friends? Are they even people you know? That's fascinating. Right. And then how about follower? Like, I don't know about you, Vanessa, but I grew up, my mom's biggest piece of advice to me, other than don't eat preservatives, and we see where that's landed me. <laughs> Tiny ice cream cups. Tiny ice cream bowls. <laughs> Her biggest piece of advice was don't be a follower. Mm. Oh my God. And now... like right? Social media. So I just want to pull up one little data point or piece of information, social science information that might be helpful in the context of this part of the conversation, which is data, or I wouldn't really call it data so much as an observation that was described by an evolutionary psychologist named Robin Dunbar. And this was published in the 1990s. And it's a study that looked at Friends. How many friends could a person have? And yeah, there's lots to be said about this. And you know, if you start exploring and reading, um, you'll see different levels of agreement or disagreement. But ultimately, these numbers have been called Dunbar's number. And really, the Dunbar's number that jumps out is any given person can only handle cognitively in your brain can only handle about 150 meaningful social relationships. Hmm. And so when you look at the tallies, especially on social media, but also just the mental tallies as people are thinking about who they're inviting to a party or, you know, as they start running the list of their friends, there's this phenomenon, Dunbar's number, which says, if you're counting more than 150 as friends, then maybe you're counting wrong. And there are people who've gone into more detail looking at Dunbar's number and looking at some of the data and it breaks down even more granularly. 15 good friends, okay? Five intimate friends. I, I, I you know, we can I mean, spend forever on this. So we basically need somewhere between one and 150 and then we're good. So no, we need <laughs> one and more than 150 is not real. I think you would call it BS. More than 150 is not. Acquaintances? Yeah, it's it's the acquaintance circle. It's It's the next ring, right? We all know there are people who we adore, who we love spending time with, who are in that outer shell. If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air, particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty clothes. Which is why we created the Oom Short. Super soft, lightweight, with wide legs and a low crotch. All help air flow. Designed for all genders in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myoomla.com. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer, 
is Factors ready-to-eat meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our Factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never-frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, magnesium breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. 
Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. I mean, these days, Cara, I deem someone a really close friend if I have dinner with them twice a year. I swear you're going to say you Zoom with them every day. (laughs) Right. Well, then there's you. (laughs) Then there's you. If I eat every meal on Zoom with every day, then they count as a really close friend. And But it's like as you become an adult and your life is busier and your geography is more spread out and you have all sorts of demands on your time, like your goddamn kids, then, you know, friendship expression... It's different. I mean, I would say, and this is really not about us. So we're going to get back to the kids in a second, but I would say... <laughs> but anyhow, back to me. <laughs> and there is a method to my madness here. Some of my most intimate friendship conversations happen over text with yeah. my closest friends while I'm doing 45 other things or mm-hmm. I'm like zoning out at the end of the day. And so when we judge our children for having meaningful, intimate relationships, and by intimate, I don't mean sexual, I mean close, honest, vulnerable friendships over text or Snapchat or FaceTime, we are hypocrites because we ourselves are doing the same thing. That's how I'm in touch with my friends all the time. In a meaningful way. and so In a very meaningful way. And so let's go back to the other end of the spectrum, which is the one right? And just needing one. Because really when we get this question, it's not people wondering, how is my super popular kid going to juggle all these people who really care about them? Although we we have actually gotten that question and we can, maybe we should do an episode about popularity because it's really a a very double-edged sword. I right? do want to do an episode on popularity because Mary Pat and I spent an hour with a group of sixth graders this past week who spent the entire time unpacking for us Mm -hmm. the concept of popularity. And there were 40 kids in the room and we had 30 definitions of popularity from these kids. It was fascinating. And it's generally not considered a positive term. It's like ambition, right? Those words have very negative connotations. But you knew exactly who the quote unquote popular kids because their definition of popularity was very positive. (laughs) Exactly. It was was so interesting. So I do think we need to do a whole episode on that. Yes. But but we're going to focus the end of this conversation on the question about the kids. Theoretically, we're going to focus. (laughs) Theoretically, we're going to focus and theoretically, we're going to end this conversation on the question about the kids who have very few meaningful, deep connections, because those are the questions we get with worry, um, genuine worry and concern. And they they bleed over into concerns about self-esteem, mental health, depression, anxiety. And so to those adults who are asking those questions or to any kids who are listening to this who might find themselves in this boat, I think it's important for us to say yet again, human beings really need only one very close, primary, meaningful connection. It may feel better to have more than one. We are social animals. And so I'm not suggesting that you should get rid of everyone except for one. But if you have one and you can feed and water that relationship and give that relationship the time it needs, and relationships take time, 
Whether it's talking on the phone, making a plan to be together in person, or texting each other, it takes time. And it takes vulnerability. In in order to be truly close, one has to open oneself up. And it takes honesty. So before we started recording this episode, I was like the Tasmanian devil swinging in on my Zoom. Like (laughs) Vanessa literally looked at me and said, whoa, whoa, that's honesty. Technically, I said... I don't think you have the right energy to talk about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and I did not. That's friendship. So this sort of giving the time, giving the vulnerability, giving the honesty, that's what a real relationship is. And so long as you have one, here's what it does for you. First of all, it fulfills the need to be a social animal because it does connect you to another person. And number two, It allows someone to give you feedback in real time, good and bad, but hopefully a lot of good. And it allows you to give someone else. It's a learning curve of humanity. And number three, it feels good. It feels good to cry with someone. It feels good to laugh with someone. It just feels good. So if you've got one, that's great. And if you've got one and you're looking to exercise the muscle and bring a couple more in, That's great. It just might take a little practice and a little testing of the waters. And it's important to make space for friendships to change. So that one or those two or those three close friends, those friendships are going to change. As Cara talked about, there are these kind of windows where relationships and friendships often change. And I will say no one talks about fourth grade, but fourth grade is a very tricky year. Like everyone starts focusing on middle school, but fourth grade is a very tricky year, particularly because more and more kids are in puberty by Mm -hmm. fourth grade, but also because there's all sorts of developmental kind of trying on different ways of joking and laughing and engaging with people and socializing. Kids get access to technology, many of them around fourth grade. So if you are surprised at friendship changes for your kid around fourth or fifth grade, we're telling you it's very normal and it can feel kind of precocious and sophisticated and complicated in a way you weren't prepared for. One of the things that we notice amongst kids this age, fourth, fifth grade, and then again in these other windows of time as they get older, is sometimes they are ready for a change. Sometimes they want to break into a new social group. Sometimes they're just tired of their friends who they've been friends with since they were in kindergarten or first grade. Sometimes their interests are changing. They've taken on a new sport. They're getting involved in drama or dance or, you know, Ninja Warrior or whatever it is. And their old friends don't share those interests. So oftentimes parents worry like, oh my God, I don't want these friendships to change. Everything's fine. Just leave it well enough alone. Or like, why are you not interested in this friend anymore? Or why are you trying to like get involved in that? Just leave it be because our own anxiety about our kids' friendships get in the way of our kids' exploration. And it's important to layer on for the younger friendships. There's a convenience factor where parents become friends and then they're really invested in their kids being friends because it's super convenient to be able to hang out as families. Yep. And- everyone knows it just doesn't usually work out that way. There's the rare occasion where two families become really close when kids are really young and the kids never 
veer from one another. They never develop separate friend groups and they always want to be together every single Friday and Saturday night. And all the siblings are really excited to be all together and you never have to worry about rocking that boat. But generally speaking, 99% of the time, the kids outgrow each other a little or they do this thing. It's almost like a figure eight, right? They go apart and then they kind of find each other again. And then they go apart and they kind of find each other again. We have a family in our life who they're incredibly close friends. They live right near us. We adore the parents. The kids all really like each other, but we have watched this song and dance as the kids have gone their separate ways and then they've reconnected and found each other. And honestly, when they reconnect and find each other, it's on their own terms. It has strengthened those relationships in ways that if we had forced the issue, they never would have really had that nice, solid foundation. So Lots of silver linings to the ups and downs of friendships over time. But, you know, just to beat the dead horse here, to those who are worried and wondering how many friends does someone need, the answer is at least one. I want to close by giving parents a little bit of hard-earned advice about if you do need to help your kid find that friend, or maybe branch out in addition to that one. And we in no way mean this. This can be painful and worrying and deeply upsetting for adults watching kids struggle socially. We've all been there. It's really hard. There are some practical things that adults can do to help facilitate kids' friendships while also helping kids build the skills they need to socialize. So, One thing is to help diversify their interests, right? If they were a kid who only did one thing all the time, week in and week out, is to get them involved in some kind of new rec activity or new art class or new club at school, right? Which will expose them to new groups of kids. Another thing is to find another family who maybe you're not super close with, but your kid seems to like the other kid and maybe make a plan together as a family in order to kind of facilitate getting together. It is very clear that kids have not developed certain social skills because of the pandemic. And while we might look at a sixth grader and feel mystified and frustrated that they are somehow unable to make a plan for a Saturday afternoon, they don't know how to do it and they need our help. What does a text sound like? Do you want to call them instead? Would you like some ideas of things that you can do together? Would you like us to get together as families or would you prefer just the two of you? Do you want to try walking there alone or do you need me to drop you off, right? There are all these logistical questions and we talk about this all the time, Cara. Logistics feel very overwhelming to kids this age and they need our help parsing out how to navigate the logistics. So Even though it seems silly and small and trite to us, it doesn't feel that way to them. And that might be a barrier for them to making plans with kids or exploring new friendships. This is why you're my friend. (laughs) You give really good advice. (laughs) Thank God I have at least one friend. It's very nice. Bye, Vanessa. Bye, Cara. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. 
And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.